Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi everyone, this is Natalie James and Natalie Jean. And today on Chatting with Nat, we have the honor of having actress and singer Tashi. Tashi is one of films and music's fastest rising stars, named by Rolling Stone magazine, star in the making for her role in the award-winning film, Gimme the Loot. Tashi is also finishing work on her highly anticipated debut EP arriving later this year. Tashi has been featured in a wide-ranging assortment of national media outlets spanning L, Paper, Vibe, Essence, Women's Health, and Complex Magazine, who named Washington one of the actresses you need to know. Tashi also appears in hit films and shows like How to Make It in America, Shaft, Gimme the Loot, Harlem, and Random Acts of Flyness. Let's give her a round of applause. Hi, Tashi. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm still um, alive in this world, trying to make sense of it. Um, every day, it's always something new, and you just don't know what to say anymore. It's just a lot of cray. That's what I call it. Yeah. Um, so how have you been during, you know, pandemic, elections, George Floyd, uh, Ukraine, um, COVID had some babies, mass shootings, I mean, Roe versus Wade. Right. How have you been throughout this whole thing? Um, just trying to keep my sanity. I feel like everybody is. Um, when the pandemic hit, I felt like I was in a really good place with my career, like the ball was rolling on a couple of things, and it just completely halted. I gained a lot of weight because, you know, nothing was going on, so I was like, might as well eat. Um, so after that, I, I struggled because it's like, well, where all this weight come from? Where did it come from? And so I struggled to kind of, like, lose it, and um, still a work in progress with that. And, um, you know, with the mass shooting that just happened, it's just yeah. it's just heartbreaking because it's just like those those innocent children and then um, upstate New York you know I, I think about my grandmother when she goes to the grocery store right. you know just any day at any time you never know you know what could happen to you or somebody you love and it and it, it really it, it it's really really scary and um, it yeah is. and then there's been a bunch of shootings since since those two, two uh, shootings as well. And I'm just like, what is happening? This mercury, is it retrograde or is it, what is it, you know? I mean, there is mercury retrograde because I shared with one of my friends um, an article because I wanted to see exactly how many mass shootings there were after uh, tech. There are approximately 17. That is 17. It is disgusting. And I agree with you. You know, you come out into the world now, you're just like living in some of these countries where, you know, you step out, you don't know if it's going to be your last day because 
No one wants to make a change in things. Listen, I, I think people should be allowed to bear arms. I think that no one should have an AR-15. You want that? Go enlist. Go enlist in the Army. You can play and shoot people. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But for us to have to live in fear, I'm still going about my day, but to live in fear, um, not knowing what's going to happen in this world because of po- politics, money, power, it's, it's really sad. You would think that if a, but a small kid gets shot up, you, Sandy Hook, you would think it would have stopped there. No. Still no change. No. It, it made know. no difference. Right? And then now I feel this. like the only the only thing that was offered was condolences and, and that is simply like yeah. not enough. Yeah, that's just okay, that's like not enough is enough with all that stuff. And then you have this and then you know, all the reports on Texas and they didn't they stood there and let that let basically let everything happen. Oh, I made the wrong decision. Okay, well twenty one people are dead. So, you know, I, I I'm I, like I, I feel like they're more concerned with uh, a woman's uterus than they are with uh, whoever is able to buy a gun. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things I did a TikTok and I did a Facebook reel on this and I was just like, you know, listen, listen very closely. And I played the sound of crickets and I was just like, yeah, that's the sound of pro-life planning a protest against all these mass shootings. That means that nobody, they don't even do anything. So all that crap is, is bull. You're talking about, oh, right. Right, right. well, what about the right to life for these people that were just killed? They just, you know, the hypocrisy is extremely real. And it's Absolutely. just sad. Um, now, I, I completely get you in regards to the gaining weight during the pandemic. Um, I don't know what Girl. I was doing. I was like, okay, let me buy, I, and I don't eat this stuff. I was like, let me buy a box of Oreo cookies because I can and eat the right. entire I mean, what else did you do? There's nothing else to do. I was just like, uh, and then I wasn't even noticing. I was like, okay. Uh, and then after a while, I went somewhere, and then I saw pictures, and I was like, um, no, uh, what's going on there? So I ended up getting a Peloton. Now, Ooh. I do my Yeah, I do it, uh, tw- but I do it twice a day. So I do an hour in the morning, an hour in the afternoon. Um, and it's, yeah. it's uh, I'm good with it because I'm not going back to the gym because I think that's where I got COVID. I got it twice. Anyway, um, so uh, yeah, so the Peloton has been really good for me um, because there's so many things you can do. You don't, you know, you don't have to necessarily bike. You can do boot camp. You can do all these meditation, yoga, whatever, breath training. Mm-hmm. You do a lot of it, and I'm in, in my house. I'm safe. No, no, but I think, you know, it, it was called the COVID weight. Every, everybody had that. Uh, everybody was eating because, you know, like you said, what else was there to do now? Nothing at all, but nothing, spin nothing. classes actually helped me too. So I, I don't have a Peloton, but I was taking spin classes, and that was like what jump-started my weight loss because I was trying so many things and nothing was working. Stopped drinking. I wasn't really eating bad foods, and it just it just wouldn't go away. Yeah, um, and I'm, you know, so, and I work out every day, like Saturdays, I do one hour, every day I do two hours, you know, they always say, oh, you need to break, but I, I get frustrated, I take out my frustrations out on my Peloton also with everything that you see in the world, and it gets me depressed, so I just get hop up on it yeah. and do my thing. Now, one of the questions I like to ask is this, you know, obviously, the pandemic was um, sad, people lost lives, limbs. Families, members have died, friends have died, all kinds of people have died. Uh, there's long-term effects of COVID. 
But there's pros in regards to our time uh, in lockdown. Obviously, even if you're working, you still had downtime to really think about life, um, do some self-introspection. You know, I saw Mm -hmm. people with their families, and that shouldn't be odd, but people are always going about their business. They don't take time to breathe. Um, Some friends of mine said they cut back on work because they realized they weren't spending time with their families. Um, The the animals, the the squirrels were happy that we weren't on the street because their family members didn't get hit by cars. Mother Nature was like, oh, this is great. (laughs) The pollution level just went down, down, down. Um, Dropped dramatically, yeah. I I think it was in Italy. Uh, they mm-hmm. had like a, a river or something, and it was completely clear, and it had been like dirty green yeah. for years. But during the yeah. pandemic, it cleared up. Exactly. Um, you had a lot of people. There were a lot of articles about people um, quitting their jobs because they realized, mm-hmm. you know, they think life was short, but that now it's like short. Life is really short, short. Um, I need to do something that's more in line with my passion, what I want to do in life, something that's going to make me happy. And as for artists, right. you know. Some people release singles, EPs, tracks, um, albums, some rebranded. Some people decided to do something completely di- different than F this music thing. So during this mm-hmm. time, you have time to do any self-introspection about your life, how you want to be perceived as, as an artist. What did you think about? Yeah, so being in the music industry, like I've had a lot of ups and downs. I feel like more downs than up a lot of times. Right. And so. For, for a long time, I was just viewed um, by people just as an actress or just as a dancer because um, I was stuck in these production deals um, where they own the masters, they control the music, when it would be released. Um, uh, and because, you know, they were was in control of everything, uh, excuse me, because they were in control of everything, um, I had to go on their time or not. And a lot of times, like, right. my project just felt stagnant. And so many times I've quietly, like, given up. I was just like, I love music, but music doesn't love me back. Mm -hmm. And during the pandemic, um, it gave me time to, to, like, reflect on everything that I've learned. Um, I wrote down all the good things from my past experiences, all the bad things, and the good outweigh the bad, surprisingly, because – if you asked me that right off the bat, I would be like, it was bad, all bad. But no, I learned so much and I had um, made like a lot of great relationships with people. And I said, everything that I learned in those past two experiences, moving forward, I want to bet on myself, um, right. write my songs myself or collaborate with people that mm-hmm. um, I want to be the captain of my own ship, basically. Right. And I said, you know what, I'm going to try it one more time. Like, may the third time be the charm. And um, I collaborated with producers, some great writers, um, and I'm finally the captain of my own ship, and I'm happy to release my music to the world because I feel like I have so much to give, you know, whether it be a dance record, a motivational record. I just have so much in me that I want to get out and I'm tired of just my family and friends enjoying my music. You know, I feel like I, I want to spread it as much as possible um, to, to just so people can feel something so that they can enjoy my art. And I feel like I'm finally at that point in my life and it, it feels amazing. Like one of the best feelings in the world is to give birth to something, you know? Amen to that. Now, 
What was it about the music industry or, or the entertainment industry itself that made you say uh, Tashi and music and acting, um, they have to come together? Did you come out of the womb just like that? Or was it something that you heard, you saw? What inspired you to get into these industries? Well, um, my mom used to work in the music industry. She worked for Arathia Rockham, um, Big Daddy Kane, and then later accountant Burt Padel. And so I was just always around artists. Um, My mom was pregnant in the studio when uh, Mary J. Blige was doing the the What's the 411 album. So because I was just constantly around music, my mom used to sing to me as a child. Like, I've always loved it. And she raised me more so to be, um, you know, like starting out when I was younger, I would take like theater classes. And so everything was like Broadway show tunes. And then as I got older, you know, I started to write and kind of like develop what my own sound is because um, I grew up in the 90s, loved 90s R&B, but my mother would also play like Tina Turner, Teddy Pendergrass, um, Ella Fitzgerald. So the the range of different genres and everything was just so wide. So I just love music in general, no matter what genre. And um, I didn't get, I got my first record deal, I think, uh, when I was 19 years old. I was signed to Universal. Um, and then that's when I saw that things are not what you think they're going to be. Like you get signed and you think it's like, oh, it's almost right. like you want American Idol. Um, like, oh, I got a record deal. Like, I'm I'm ready to work. You know, I was going yeah. to, you know, dance class, singing lessons, acting, le- you know, all of that. And in between all of this, acting was going well, voiceover work was going well, modeling was going well. But music, I don't know, it was just like always a hole in that ship. And I would, I would even say, like, when I did films and stuff, well, let me pitch and try to get a song on a soundtrack. Let me try to, you know, um, one thing I love about theater is I can incorporate both. Um, but theater was the only place that really allowed me to bring them together. But now, um, literally every project that I work on, I'm, I'm always pitching. And someone actually um, that's doing a film in mm-hmm. Ireland just reached out to me and said, hey, uh, we're doing this, this film. Um, we need music for the soundtrack. And we were wondering if you had any, like, party-sounding party mm-hmm. records um, for some club scenes we have. And I was like, finally – um, right. So I'm really, really excited about that. But um, still, I'm still working on bringing them together. But being that I, um, I'm doing my own project now, I definitely want to incorporate like skits and stuff in right. my music videos, um, and 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 tie them that way. That's awesome. Now, how important is it for you to be authentic in your? I mean, in your life and in your music. It's very important. Initially, um, I would just be given records um, when my past two production deals and record deals, uh, this is the song you're going to sing. Sing this song. Sing this song. And then right. you're singing the song, and they're, sometimes those, sometimes it'll come out great, and sometimes it's like, you're not singing it with enough emotion. You're not, I don't believe you. And it's like, gosh, I don't believe myself. Like, this is not, this is not my right. life. This is not what I'm experiencing. You know, I remember... Um, being a young teenager, never had a boyfriend before, and they, they want me to sing songs about getting my heart broken. I was such a happy kid. I'm like, I'm trying to be sad, but I'm I'm in a really great mood right now. Um, so now, um, even when I'm collaborating with people, like um, 
I work with someone uh, named Lanisha Nelson, a great songwriter. Um, I'll always tell her what, what I want to say, but let's say if there's, and she's like, hey, I have this idea. If it doesn't resonate with me, I'm like, nope, that's, we're not right. doing it, <laughs> you know, because I can't force myself to be in that space. And also I learned um, the power of the tongue is a real thing because um, I was I was singing sad songs and then the songs that the things I would sing about would start happening to me. Um, and because I'm just repetitively saying, singing these negative things, and then I would see it, it would affect my love life, even if it was in a good place before. So the space that I'm in, I just want, I just want happiness. I just want joy. I just want fun. Um, so yeah, it is important for me to sing what I want to sing because it's not, I'm not going to give my best performance and it's, it's just, it's just going to work. And and what type of music do you do? Originally I was doing R and B music, um, Mm -hmm. but I kind of hate to put it in a genre now because I I can rap as well. And the last record I wrote, I don't know, it just came out of nowhere. Um, When I worked on a project a few years ago, they told me, Oh, you should rap for this person. I was like, I don't know. So I tried it then before but um, it just came out the other day when I was writing a song, so I'm rapping and singing on it. And um, so I, I would I would mainly um, call it R and B, but I with with you know I spit a couple bars as well. This is fantastic. Um, yeah, most people don't like the genre question anymore, um, and I understand that. I don't like when people ask me that question either, but you know I ask it um, because. Yeah. Because we, like, for example, for myself, I am, I, uh, my main thing is Americana country folk type of music. Um, But we're Uh also brands. We're also a business. We have to consider ourselves a business. So I do all the other genres. I do pop, dance, R&B, soul, jazz, blues, instrumental, adult contemporary, you name it. I do it Um, because we're trying to get our music into sync and licensing and stuff like that. Um, You know, the music industry, you're not making money obviously streaming unless you get like trillions of streams you're actually making some real money um, right either if you're, you gotta be touring selling merch or you gotta try to get your music into sync and licensing which um, can be extremely lucrative, I mean one person listens to your music, they're like oh I want her um, and right. the, the person that contacted you about putting your music in their film which is fantastic um, mm-hmm. it's just uh, it's just a different world, but I always tell artists you need to think of yourself as a business. It's okay if you do a specific genre, but if you can do more than that, by all means, yeah. show the world everything that you can do. Um, what yeah, do versatility love- is great. Yeah. So, what do you love most about being an artist? What I love most about I just love being a storyteller in, in general. I feel like um, when it's film and television related I'm playing somebody else but when it comes to music I'm authentically myself yeah. and that I don't know it just feels really really good to be able to express myself in that way and, and beautiful it. Um, it started out when I was a kid writing in a diary then I started writing poetry then I started writing music mm. and to hear like my thoughts or my feelings come to life Right. Um, it's amazing, and I, I, what I love about music is I feel like it immortalizes you, 
like long after we're gone, like our music will still be here and people can listen to it and enjoy it. And that I couldn't ask for anything more, you know? So sometimes I think that I can get mad at myself that I even wanted to like give up on myself because it's like, I have so much to give and I'm not going to short myself um, with this gift that I was given, you know, I'm not going to short people hearing it. I always tell people that when you're in the music industry, you have that superpower. You are, music is your superpower because you can affect change in somebody else's life. You know, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes somebody might say, I need to listen to Tashi right now. I need it right now because I need to get through my day. So, right. you know, that's our superpower. We, we can move yes, mountains. People, people can listen to our music when they're angry, happy, sad, whatever. But it's doing something that they need at that moment. That's why I'm going to mm-hmm. get a beat that say music is my superpower. Um, I think it's so important. Now, how long did you have these record deals? Do you are you do you still have a record deal now, or distribution deal? No, I'm I'm fully independent right now, and I'm I'm not even shopping for a new record deal because I realize what happens when you get a record deal, you get signed. And if you don't have a strong following already, um, you're going to get shelved because they're not to, they don't do artist development anymore. And they don't, it's very rare that they will push an artist um, like they would push an artist that doesn't have a following, that doesn't have a following, excuse me. So my goal right now is just to, authentically grow a fan base as much as possible and then have the labels come to me because I've seen it on both sides. I've, I've been signed and, you know, played the waiting game asking, Oh, when are we doing this? When are we going to do that? And I've been friends with people who work in the music industry and they tell me, yeah, I just signed this kid. He doesn't know he's about to get dropped. He's not posting enough. Um, The label is not excited about him anymore. He needs to do this. We told him to do that. He's not really doing it. We're kind of giving up on on him, you know, onto the next one. And I'm like, wow, like this person doesn't even know. Um, wow. You know, they have their hopes up waiting and they don't even know they're, you know, it's just like another notch on their belt. You know, these, these new artists that are getting signed. And it's sad right. because I've heard, I've heard records um, of people that have gotten signed and they are so incredibly talented, so mm. incredibly talented. And I have seen them push an artist go full throttle with an artist project. And, right. And this person, you know. I mean, they, I, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's, I'm glad that you said that because, you know, so many people, young people or even older people wanted, oh, I got to have that. I want to get that record deal. I want to get that record deal. But I think that people just don't understand the concept of having a record deal or going independent or going with an independent label. I find that you go with one of the major labels, they try to change who you are as an artist. You don't maintain like yeah. your, your, your authenticity. And the fact that the fact that things are different now, I'm glad that you said, you know, they're really looking for people that, you know, have a good following. And if they do sign you and you have a small following, they expect you to c- continue to do the work. You're not supposed to just sit there and right. just, you know, just say, okay, I'm with a the label. They're going to do everything because that's not the reality of no. things. And it's, it, yeah, but, with you know, it's sad. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, with your advance money, don't you dare pay bills. You have to take that money and shoot videos, record right. records, get PR, 
um, if you have if you don't have a manager, get a manager. Like you literally have to take that money and do what you want them to do for you. You know, you can't take that and enjoy and shop and pay bills and you know right. you literally have to reinvest it and do the work that way if not you, if you do that you can say well at least I tried you know I took what they gave right. me I reinvested I did as much as I could and sometimes if they see you going hard and trying to help right. yourself that'll make them feel more inclined to help you as well but if you're just sitting waiting you will be a sitting duck forever but but back in the day when an album when the uh, label signed you, um, they basically did everything. But now it's like, it's like a total of reversal of of things. It's like, no, nope, you got to do the work. You got to get this. You got to do this. You got to do that. I mean, I think right. the music industry is obviously a lot harder now because there's so many different platforms you need to be on, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, um, Snapchat, Clubhouse, whatever it is. You have to mm-hmm. try get your song to go viral, get people to use your music somehow, some way. It's it's way more work, I find, uh, now. I mean, with TikTok itself, they're talking about, oh, you need to do five videos a day. I'm like, um, oh. I'm trying to think of one concept. <laughs> but you want me right. to do five videos. <laughs> and I'm like, do you want me to be an artist, or do you want me to be marketing? Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I took this... Um, it's called TikTok Cap University. It was like six courses, I believe. And it was interesting to understand the whole uh, dimension of branding. Okay. So we consider ourselves right. as brands. And so they were talking about how people were able to pair themselves with um, different types of brands, whether it was a product they really liked and they just said something and then the companies contact them, sponsor them, get them to be their spokesmodels for their brands and stuff like that. So, um, mm-hmm. It's just it's just a lot, a lot more work, and there's a lot of independent artists out there. There are a lot of artists, and I'm hoping that yeah. – I think that during the pandemic that um, people listen, were able to find more artists, like independent artists, because they had the time to, which is great. I don't like to poo-poo mm-hmm. on the artists, but poo-poo. The radio stations inundate us with the same music all day long, 24-7. Yeah. It's yeah. like, like twice so in tell, one hour. Yeah, but I'm like, so I I say to people, so basically we're just going to have to listen to the oh lord, we're gonna have to listen to these people for the rest of the life our life until they die off. I mean, it, uh-huh. I, Taylor, I don't want to listen to them the rest of my life. I mean, one time Lizzo was on. I walk, I got into my car in the morning. She was on uh-huh. in the afternoon. In the evening, it was the same to the point that I can't listen to Lizzo anymore. It's too much. Right. Yeah, they they really you know bash it in your head, you know, yes. and they want you to to really resonate with a song so much so sometimes it can make you not like the song anymore because they play it so much. Um, but yeah, there are more than enough artists that that's just unacceptable. There's no reason why they should do that. Exactly. I'm just like, okay, enough already. Um, so I'm going to play your song, Shut Up. Tell me what that's about. Um, so Shut Up is actually, when I when I said, all right, I'm doing this again, it's the first record I cut. I went down to Atlanta and um, uh, linked up with a songwriter named Cyrus DeShields, which I worked with him years ago, and I was like, 
do you still believe in me? And he was like, yes. And we worked on this record. And mm. um, the song is basically about um, less talking, more action <laughs> with, well, with, a, with a male love interest of mine. I love that. All right. Let's do it. Got a great groove. Um, what do you yeah, prefer? What do you prefer most, acting or singing, or is it equal? It's equal to me, but I will say that I feel like um, acting has been more kind. I feel mm. like acting is like the good husband that's kind of boring, <laughs> and uh, music is kind of like the fuck boy that does it really, really good and. He's toxic, but some for some reason you can't leave him alone. You keep running back to him. So um, yeah, that's that's how I would describe it. But I I really do love them equally. 
Um, and on this new album that you're going to, this new EP that's going to debut, what was the writing process like? And how did you go about uh, thinking about the songs that you wanted on the album? So initially, I um, I described it kind of like skate music. These were two records that you, uh, that you have that um, I did early on. And then I changed the – that's the thing. I'm constantly changing my ideas. Like, no, I want a record that sounds like this. So I'll have three records that sound like urban R&B, three or four records that sound like uh, what I consider skate music, which is R&B crossover, uh, with mm. just a touch of pop, but like Prince pop, not, not, not too much of a bright pop. Um, and then – the other day I was, I was, I got upset about something and I started writing and it came out just as rhymes, like as a rap song rather than um, like a, a, a R&B record. And so I, 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 it's going to be a conjunction of all of that because every time I think I'm stuck on, okay, this is what my sound is like this right here. It's like, Ooh, but I got this too. Ooh, but I got a little of that too. So it's going to be a mix between feel-good music, R&B music, and and rap. Mm. I like that. I like that. Now, you've uh, worked with some pretty heavy hitters like Samuel Jackson, Regina Hall, James Earl Jones, Kevin Hart. How is it like working with those uh, those actors and actresses? Um, you know, working with people like that, it just makes you rise to the occasion and it made me a better actor in real time um because you're obvious they're going to bring you up to their level you know if they're giving 100 percent, you're going to give 100 percent. and so just watching them watching their work ethic um you know just i of course i love seeing you know just little things like actors being punctual because i'm i'm so big on that Um, being on time being 10 minutes early and, you know, just seeing how they have respect and regard for their coworkers, their crew, you know, the way that they treated me so equal. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, just an amazing experience. And I'm so fortunate that I've been able to work with um, such people because I'm like, wow, that means I, I qualify to work for these people. Like I, my talent is good enough to be on screen with, with these people. So it, it brings me a lot of um I have a lot of gratitude, but it also gives me a lot of reassurance that, like, I, I'm i doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and I'm doing a good job at it. Awesome. Now, in the music industry, who are the artists and producers you'd like to work with? Um, I'd really love to work with Doja Cat right mm-hmm. now. She's um, my favorite artist. Um, as far as um, producers, I would really love to work with Timbaland. Mm-hmm. I love a lot of his um, early work. Um, I'd love to work with 88 Keys. Um, I end up looking for, like, on R&B albums sometimes, not just the single, like, I love some of the, you know, album tracks that are, that are not as popular. And I'll right. reach out to those producers and say, hey, you know, I, I really love your work. Um, I'd love to collaborate with you and, and stuff. Like, sometimes they reach back out. Sometimes, you know, I'm sure I, I get lost in the flood of DMs that they get. Um, Jay White is another great producer that I'd like to work with. Um, London Jay is a songwriter I'd like to work with. Um, 
Yeah, I have I have a long, lengthy list actually, but that's who I can think of like right off the top of my head right now. Now, I'm going to play your song halfway. Tell me what that's yes. about. So I was in a long distance relationship, mm-hmm. and to me it wasn't hard at all because I'm a, the type of person that likes their space. Like I don't want to be up under somebody every day all day because you know, give me time to miss you. And so, but I wrote this song just one day when I was missing them um, because they lived all the way in California. I'm all the way in New York. And we would fly to see one another. So that's how Halfway came about. All righty. Well, let me play it.
another great one. I like that one too. <laughs> Thank you. They're all, all good. Um, what are three things you wish you knew, you wish you had known um, before you got into the music business? Three things that I wish I had known was. <laughs> 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 okay, that that people are uh, wolves in sheep's clothing. Amen. You heard it. Yep, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I had fought in my first production deal to, they decided um, just at a certain point not to give me my records anymore, even though um, mm. I wrote them. They decided they didn't want me to have a copy anymore because they didn't want me to quote unquote leak them. I said, why would I leak my own music? That's so, that's so weird. So I wish I had fought back more on that. Um, And I wish that I didn't let my emotions affect uh, my actions because this is, it's business, not personal, you know? So I feel like a lot of times because I would, um, you know, be offended or be upset or just because I love to do this so much. So when people would, um, you know, just mistreat the project or me or anything like that, I would, I would act out of emotion. And I, I, I wish I hadn't done that um, because I think that that's a sign of weakness. Um, So that is something that I'm still learning to master. Like don't take anything personally Right. Because a lot of times these people don't know me personally. So um, right. just take it with a grain of salt and, and keep it pushing. But that's also the difference between uh, music and film. With film, you go on set, you film, you go home. Nobody's like, let's go out for drinks after. Let's, oh, let's be friends. Let's, you know, collab and do a side commercial. It's it's none of that. It's so professional, so straightforward. Uh, cut, that's it. And then with music, you know, it's just a lot of, a lot of snake action, you know, just unnecessarily. Like people go out of their Amen. way um, to try to befriend you to later hurt you. Um, Amen. So that that was that that's the biggest lesson that I learned. You know, just just how to deal with people and also how to master making people feel like, um, you know, if they are trying to pull that on you, you recognize it first and make them feel like, oh yeah, we're best friends, whatever you want to call it, but still don't tell them your business. Still don't, you know, you can make a person feel like they're close to you without them really being close to you. Um, so that's another thing I learned. That's a that's a bonus one. <laughs> and, uh, and everything one was accurate because it, it seems yeah. like as you decided to do music, but like the evil people just they they just swoop on you and they're just like, oh, I can do this. I can make you a star, and I, I'll do this for you. And blah blah. Yeah, I agree with you with one hundred percent. Now. What about acting? What are the three things you wish you had known before you got into the acting? With acting, I just it was it was just more so a confidence thing. Like mm-hmm. there were I've had a lot of close encounters where I feel like could have been life changing opportunities. Like literally, um you'll have an audition. If they like you, you'll have a call back. They really like you, sometimes you'll have another call back and then after that they decide who gets the job. And there have been so many times where I get the opportunity to meet the director, the producers, and they'll tell me it's between you and this one other girl. Um, And then more times than once it would, it would go to the other girl. And I would look back and I would cry and say, 
oh, this was, you know, opportunity was snatched out of my hand, especially, and I say this as humbly as possible, especially if you watch who got the role and you feel like you could have done a better job. Right, Uh, right. And there have been times where it went to another actress, and I'm like, oh, no, she killed it. She looked the part like she deserved that role. But when 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 it's not like that, it's it's very very hurtful. But I know that I've gone into rooms and didn't realize the power that I have. Like I didn't see what they saw in me. I didn't even see it in myself. So right. because I had that, I don't want to say timidness, but because I had that self doubt, I feel like I projected that and mm-hmm. I was treated accordingly. You know, um, even when people were like really rooting for me in some of those situations, I don't feel like I. I I don't want to say that I wasn't present, but I don't think I honed in on that moment right. um, with that self-assurance that I should have had, that I now have, that I've grown to have, that I had to teach myself to have because your mother can encourage you, your friends, you know, whatever, but if you don't believe it, Amen. It's, it's the best. that's it. It's just, you know, nothing else that nobody else can do. It has to be you first. Yeah, um, whatever. So that, yeah. Yeah, you're hundred percent. Um, because whatever um, you, whatever you feel inside is what you're going to project out. Absolutely, and I, I learned that, and I also learned um, maintaining the power of maintaining relationships with people you've worked with in the past. Because mm. if you have a good relationship with them on set, and also the power of thank you notes, thank you notes, small thank you gift, you know, just to show gratitude. Um, it's very right. rare that people do that. So when you do it, people really remember it. Um, but maintaining a good relationship with people while you're working as well as act- after, they're more likely to call you, which I've been fortunate enough to have experienced that. Um, Adam Leon, every film he does, he he writes a role for me, whether big or small. Um, the the writers and producers of Skate Kitchen now do the show on HBO Betty. They've called me in because they love the work that I did with them on Skate Kitchen. Random mm-hmm. Actors Linus on HBO just called me back in for season two. So, that's all because of the maintenance of, you know, our friendship outside of work. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. That's so important. Um, you should do, listen, I think you you need to do a course, a workshop. Stuff. <laughs> right? I've been you doing should. it so long. I've, I've learned should. many lessons. I mean, on, on music and the acting industry, I think people could learn a lot from you, Um you know, because sometimes people can be very stubborn in both fields, um, and some people think they're owed certain things. But you just you just made a good point about the acting thing where you said thank you notes. You know, following up with people. You know, because you need to maintain those relationships. All of this is a lot of work, and maintaining the relationships in both industries is very important because you just don't know, you know, what can come about from those those relationships. You know, just mm-hmm. keep them. Keep them in your back pocket. So I totally agree with you. Now, what's up? What's next for you? Uh, the next song that I'm going to be releasing is called Mad. Okay. And um, I'm rhyming on this song. And um, I'm really excited about it because I get to show a side of me that I've never, uh, that I have yet to show. Okay. And <laughs> I played the record for my friends and they were like, who is this? This sounds really good. I'm like, it's me. They was like, oh my god, I love it because, you know, it's it's like it's like a almost like me changing my hair color. You know, it's like girl, I ain't never seen you with blonde hair, red red hair. You know, you got brown. You know, so right. I'm I'm excited to put on a different hat and um, 
you know, show my talent in this way. So that's what's coming next. I'm excited. That's awesome. I love it. You're busy. It's good to be busy. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, I, I can't. Listen, COVID, COVID was a break that was much needed for a lot of people, myself included, but break time's over. I'm ready to work, 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 you know. Uh, amen to I that. Like two years of my life was, I don't want to say lost, but two years of my life was, like, really, really slowed down, you know. Yeah. It was, like, put on hold. It's like, okay. Yeah, you know, sometimes I think that with the pandemic, some some people needed to take a break because some people are just, Absolutely. like, working and never breathe. Um, and mm-hmm. then they, they realized a lot of things after they took that moment to breathe. So, you know, mm-hmm. everybody got what they needed out of uh, – the last couple of years, three years, um, I just hope things are just get better. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just you know, trying to stay positive. It, it gets hard yeah. when, when you hear about it. It is hard, but Ugh. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to do. Like, trying to stay focused. Well, Tashi, thank you so much for being on Chatting with Nat. I really appreciate you being on the show. It's truly my honor. Um, I gotta actually go. I, th- I think I saw the movie that you were in with Samuel Jackson, a little bit of it. Uh, I, have, I have to go back and watch Shaft. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I was just talking to friend. Yeah, 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 oh my gosh. Um, I'll <laughs> um, so thank you. Hopefully one day we can do an IG live. I would really love to do that. I think uh, people seeing you and um, learning more from you. I think a lot of people could learn from you because you, you really gave some good, really good tips about um, what you need to watch out for and the things that you need to do in, in both industries to get ahead. I mean, right. it just, it just makes, it makes really good sense. Um, thank you so much. I really appreciated it. Thank you, Nat. You made me feel so comfortable. I had a great uh, conversation <laughs> with you, great topics. And I really, really appreciate your time. Thank you. All right, everybody. That was chatting with Nat with actress and singer Tashi. If you want to find her on Instagram, it's Tashiana Washington. On Twitter, it's Yes, Miss Tashi. On YouTube, it's Tashi Music Online. If you can't remember that, you can always Google her. She's all over the place. She's excellent. She's amazing. She's doing her thing. Follow her, stream her, buy her music, watch her movies. Until next time on Chatting with Ned. Chatting with Ned is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.